0: Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio, with Joe Stopulis and Father Zach Kautsky is inspiring men to live out their call to holiness every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., courtesy of construction professionals and global tech services and global aviation resources. It's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio, a show dedicated to helping men grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. We are broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 and 94.5 FM. Around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. I am Joe Stopulos, along with Father Zach Kautsky. Today we're excited to have back in studio with us again uh, Adam Story. Adam was on one of our first episodes, and he's a great friend of ours and an inspirational man here in Des Moines. He serves currently as a Director of Marriage and Family Life Office in the Diocese of Des Moines. And prior to that, he served as a leader in the U.S. Marine Corps, a uh, seminarian. At one point, and today, a husband and father of 3 he You'll be joining us in five minutes to discuss the topic of the missing imagination, and why imagination is so important, and why there's a crisis of it today, and what we can do to fix that in our own lives. Father Zach, would you please open us up in a word of prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the
1: Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have given us the imagination. You've given us reason, will, the intellect. You've given us uh, Beautiful gift of the mind, the ability to know you through our mind, and we pray today that we would rediscover that gift, uh, that we would use that gift to draw closer to you and to bring others to you. And we ask this through the intercession of our Lady, as we pray: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary and Mother of God, Mary. pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour, hour of our yet. death. Amen. Father, Father, Father Lord, Holy
0: Spirit, Lord, Amen. Spirit, Lord, Amen. Amen. Father, we are more than halfway through Lent. Woohoo! Almost to we're the end. We're a couple, uh, Yeah, we're almost about a week away from Holy Week. Yeah, we're a week away from Holy Week, and we're almost there. So uh, we'll just do a Lenten update. Let's just get Let's let's get it out in the, in the open here. One of the conversations I've been having, I have every time I meet a Catholic uh, in Lent. One of the first questions I have for them is, "How's your Lent going?" And I've noticed a, a sizable drop off in enthusiasm uh, right, and right. vigor for their Lenten uh, penance or whatever they're doing uh, from the first week in Lent to uh, now the week leading up to Holy Week. So we got to get people fired There's up. There was a lot of enthusiasm on Ash Wednesday. <laughs> lots of
1: enthusiasm, and then something happened. I think about spring break time. Uh, yep. I know I've noticed that uh, people might have forgotten it was Lent, or uh-huh. or they they're aware it's Lent and they have. Uh, kind of gotten maybe discouraged or frustrated because maybe took it easy during during spring break. Or they
0: or they, they tried to bite out more than they could chew and they got right. frustrated with it. They're uh, doing it alone, yeah.
1: yeah. So I think one of the things I've been saying at school is don't do Lent alone. Have other people yep. with you to encourage you. Um, and I know that's been really... Helpful to me,
0: yeah. Father Zach and I gave up drinking and started doing cold showers, among other things. And we're texting each other constantly. Fasting, yeah, fasting. There's a lot of things to go into it. We can, we'll do an episode on that later.
1: I have nothing else to do besides (laughs) call Joe, and it's really talk about it or go to bed. You know, that's
0: well. So, like, and with Leonetti, you know, the cold showers thing, you know, it's it's kind of a running joke now to like text someone and say how was your cold shower today. It does help to have somebody there as kind of an accountability partner. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to give up. Drinking alcohol or doing cold showers or whatever you're doing, it does help to have a kind of an accountability partner there. Another suggestion I would have is I actually had a meeting with somebody today and he wasn't drinking coffee. Normally he would drink coffee and I kind of assumed that he was giving up caffeine and I said, Well, I, is that, am I right? And he goes, Yep, no, I gave up caffeine. He goes, I tried to give him alcohol, ended up having a beer. Ended up having another beer, you know, a night in a row, a night in a row. He Goes, I realize that it probably isn't the time for me to give alcohol, so I just change it to coffee. So that's he did, a, he realized that rather than just throw the baby out with the bathwater, he would, you know, change his course and do something that's a little easier to chew off. And so he gave mm-hmm. him coffee, which yep. he, he he's having every rough day. mornings. And so, uh, and so, you know, again, you got two weeks left. Make the best of it, right? So uh, if if what you try to do isn't working, you know, try something different. Give 100%. Go back at it. We got, We want to make sure that, that you're using this Lenten season, as we talked about with Bo and Bud, this season of Lent uh, to its fullest. And, you know, one thing I'd mention right now is we're getting close to Holy Week,
1: if you haven't been to reconciliation this Lent, go to reconciliation. It doesn't even have to be during scheduled times of your parish if you can't make that for some reason. Go to another parish's communal penance. Go just make an appointment with your priest. Catch him after Mass. We're not going to turn someone down for confession. That's kind of the one thing you can always ask from a priest unless we're running off to a fire. Ask us to go to reconciliation. You're not bothering us. We're very happy to uh, celebrate that sacrament with you. And if it's been a while, that's even more reason to go. And uh, I promise that we'll, we'll be gentle. We'll walk gentle with very gentle and
0: nice, yes. Yeah. Well, especially, again, leading up to Easter, there's no better time. Uh, you want to be especially come Holy Week, there's just no better time to get to confession. So that's a, that's a great plug for that. So uh, that's kind of a non-sequitur for our, our show today, but we thought it was important to talk about Lent and make sure people are, are still uh, vigorous in their uh, attempt to grow closer to Jesus uh, through this season of Lent. So with that, uh, when we get back from our short break, we'll have Adam's Story on, and we will talk about the imagination crisis facing us today. My- Thank you for listening to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting today on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Heard around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com, and on smartphones everywhere on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. I am Joe Stoppios, along with Father Zakowski, and today we are joined by Adam Story. Adam is
1: currently the head of the marriage and family life for the Diocese of Des Moines, and serves as vice chancellor for the diocese. But prior to that, he was a leader in the Marines and served our country in Iraq. He's the husband and father of three and he is also uh, joining us today for our show about the imagination he happens to be a friend of ours too he which, is a friend. Good, which is
0: good thanks so, for having me well thanks for joining us today so uh, not a uh, traditional topic we would cover on this show. But Adam, uh, after his first show, we said, you will be a regular guest on our show. You will. This is not your only show. We love having you on. So I said, choose a topic and we'll have you on. And he said, the imagination crisis, to which Father Zach and I said, didn't know there was one, but we're excited to hear about it. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, can you define what the imagination is in this context? Absolutely. So... The imagination,
2: one of the, I think the simplest way to think about it or the simplest way to define it is to call it the stomach of the soul. Okay, so if you think about your body and what the stomach does, you know, we eat food, uh, our stomach takes it in, it breaks it down, it creates new uh, connections, you know, puts the proteins with the carbs and the sugars over there and makes all these connections, and then it gives our body energy it gives our body uh the fuel that it needs to go about its day to run uh run ourselves physically well that's what the imagination does for our soul you know a lot of times we think about the imagination and we think well it's it's that part of our soul that makes up unicorns and mermaids and stuff like that Uh, but that's not what it is what the imagination is is every day, all the time, uh, throughout our lives, we take in experiences. We take in encounters with reality. And what the imagination does is it it kind of receives those experiences, receives that uh, image of reality, it breaks it down, it makes new connections, it connects one idea with another idea. It makes those connections, and then it gives us a vision of the world. It gives us a vision Uh, a way in which we see reality around us or kind of it fuels our soul it fuels our lives so uh, the imagination uh, it's very simple it's used all the time Christ used the imagination when he when he spoke in parables and really what he what he was doing is he was taking experiences that people could understand and helping connect them with experiences that uh, that they hadn't yet understood so Uh, uh, He is the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. Well, this was a culture that understood what a shepherd does, uh, how the shepherd interacts with his sheep, understood that the sheep know the shepherd's voice. uh, And so that's an image they understand. And through the imagination, they're able to connect that with, oh, this is how uh, Christ approaches me. This is how the Father approaches me. This is how they care for me. Uh, And that's a work of the imagination. So
1: Christ really engaged the imagination of the people that were listening to him, and he told parables, he told stories. Do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, we've talked about the importance of storytelling and forming the imagination. Uh,
2: how has that changed since the time of Christ? Well, you know, I think I, I would say the biggest thing that's changed, and this is when I when I talk about a crisis of imagination, uh, this is kind of what I'm talking about. I think that um, many of us today, much of our culture today, we don't have a correct vision of the world. We don't see things as they actually are. And it's just like in the morning when I wake up, I wear glasses and I've got a pretty strong prescription. Uh, and so when I wake up in the w- morning and I don't have my glasses on, you know, I'm stumbling about and knocking things off the night table, uh, you know, and just, you Scare, know. Sc-
0: scaring your wife and the- uh, yeah, children Yeah, scaring my, scaring my ever wife, ever. scaring
2: the kids, stubbing my toes. Uh, <laughs> it's and Broken it's, things. <laughs> know, it, it's quite terrible, yeah. And it's because I can't see. I can't see things as they are, right? Uh, This can happen to us spiritually, that we can't see things as they are. Now, I think the biggest thing that's changed from the past to today, uh, one is we have less contact with reality. We live in kind of a virtual Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything is kind of processed and prepackaged for us. Uh, So there's less contact with reality. But then when we do have contact... Uh, We often have contact uh, not with the real thing, but with kind of manufactured uh, and false experiences. You know, and the example that I think of is I used to teach high school theology and in in teaching the kids, we would talk about love Uh, and the kids would understand love. They would say, God is love. You know, that's true. We would say we ought to be loving towards each other. They would say that's true. Uh, but then if I ask the question, what is love? What's your vision of love? What's your image of love? Uh, they'd say it's an uncontrollable emotional experience that just kind of bubbles up when it does. Uh, it has nothing to do with choices or with any sort of discipline in my life. Instead, it's, it's an emotion that comes and goes. Uh, uh, it's volatile. It's fickle. Um, and t- to be authentic, we just need to chase those emotions. Well, that's not love at all. That's not love at all, but that's the image that they've received, the vision that they've received uh, through the media, through the music they listen to, the TV they watch, uh, all those sorts of things. So I see, in, uh, as a
1: priest, and you're talking about the imagination helping us to see reality as it is, I think of when I talk to young people and a lot of people just about the concept of heaven. Mm-hmm. And what do we have here on earth that really is supposed to point us to heaven? It's the liturgy. It's our, our church buildings. is the house of God. And I think one of the things that's happened in the last 50 years, especially in the West, is that the churches we have built have really not engaged the imagination. You know? So you see a, a lot of our modern churches built, and they're blank, and there's maybe no images, or it's... Uh, confusing or it's not, it's, you know, asymmetrical and, and there's just a a lack of, of, um, art and beauty there. And I think that, so that when that engages the imagination, it's kind of like, well, is this
2: what heaven is like? Is it empty and barren and boring? Yeah. And, you know, I was just going to say when I think most people, when you ask them, what's your vision of heaven, of eternal life? Uh, and really, if they're being honest, they'll say, well, it seems pretty boring to
0: me, pretty right. uneventful mm-hmm. to me. Uh, and that's a problem of the imagination. Yeah. Again, if you read scripture, you quickly find out that Paul says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard. And no one's even thought about how great heaven is. Yet today, it's like, what are we just going to hang out and yeah. sit in a chair talking to each other for eternity? So, we're, you're on Listen to Man Up. We're talking about Adam's story about the imagination crisis. and. So we talk about a little bit the, the problem is that people don't have an imagination and we're, we're losing it a little bit, especially when it comes to storytelling and things like that. And what I think about is every part of the dumbing down in my mind has to be coming from the fact that you we, we used to have to use your imagination. So you think of in the 1800s, 1900s, people like for entertainment, they had to read books, right? That was basically the form of entertainment was I read books, I would get encapsulated in this story, uh, and then I would... Be a part, of, you know, I, I use my mind. Well, today, movies have replaced, replaced books. People have, instead of socializing and telling stories with each other, they're on their phones or they're playing video games or they're watching TV. It is possible today, and I think, Father, we've talked about this in the show, to wake up, go on throughout your entire day, not even talk with any person, be engaged by a screen or something the entire day, and go to sleep and be stimulated for the entirety of your day and so I see that as the major blocking point that's the major hurdle people are gonna be coming over is trying to say okay how do we even do that and first off two questions then am I right in saying that is that is that part of the problem or is that the majority of the problem then B what do we do to fix it
2: yeah, uh, great questions. You know, if we talk about... It was more of a dissertation, and then it was small <laughs> questions. Yeah, yeah. but it's a, it's a great point, and I think you're right on. When we talk about the imagination as the stomach of the soul, and then if I say the imagination, we're in a situation, a crisis of the imagination, the two things I would define it as, I mean, think about the stomach. We're malnourished, and how does that happen? Well, it happens in one of two ways. One is either a person can be malnourished because there's not food to eat, They're starving. Mm -hmm. The other type of malnourishment is there is food to eat, but it's all junk food. They're just drinking Mm -hmm. Mountain Dew and eating potato chips. And I think in both of these situations, this applies to what you're talking about. In the past, there was more contact with reality. There was more engagement with reality. Uh, Reading a book is a dialogue. You know, reading a book is an active process. Um, So they were eating good, healthy fare. You know, they're eating their meat and potatoes. Uh, but then the things that we do co- consume today, there are some things we consume, uh, and it's all junk food. It's all potato chips, and it's all uh, uh, Mountain Dew, and and I I love Mountain Dew, so give a shout out to them. <laughs> but but <laughs> not a good thing to do on the show. But anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll allow <laughs> it. Um, but so this is this is what I'm talking about. And then so how do we how do we fix this or how do we address this? Well, I think we need, to, we need to get better at the art of storytelling. And especially as men, uh, we need to tell stories. You know, one of the things that I say a lot of times is uh, our lives are shaped by stories. We define ourselves by stories. You know, what does it mean to be an American? We tell the stories of our founding fathers. We tell the story of the ride of Paul Revere. We tell the story of George Washington crossing the Delaware. This is our story. Uh, What does it mean to be a member of any family that we're a member of? I bet you when you get together at Christmas, when you get together at Thanksgiving for Easter, uh, you're going to start telling stories. You're going to start telling stories about your childhood, about your memories, about your family, because our lives are shaped by stories. That's true culturally. It's true in the home. uh, And it's true for us as Catholics. And so now we get to the question, do we know our story? Do we know the story of our faith? Do we know the story of the saints? Are we connected with the story that's presented in the great Catholic artistic tradition, whether it's paintings, whether it's music, whether it's books? Are we familiar with that tradition? Because stories are shaping us. And if we're not shaped by the Catholic story,
0: we're being shaped by another story. Yeah, I'll make a plug for a a recent show we did. We had Mike Aquilina on. uh, So go to our podcast and look this one up. And it was uh, on basically that, on what is the Catholic story. It's all about... uh, how the Catholic Church is Influenced. The book was called Yours is the Church, so you can go look it up. Yours is the Church by Mike, Mike Eccolina. And it was all about learning the story. Here's what we did in literature. Here's what we did in art. Here's what we did for women. Here's what we did for children. And it breaks down in small pieces to help people understand the story. Help Absolutely. them have pride, and that way they can go tell their kids. And I think that's one of the big things we've lost. I, I said this in the show. One of the things we've lost is that, that we've lost, that people aren't proud of being Catholic. They're mm-hmm. actually kind of embarrassed about it a little bit sometimes. Whereas if you actually knew what the Catholic Church has accomplished as an organization in the last 2,000 years, it's mind-blowing. It's greater mm-hmm. than any other organization in the history of the world, but we are apologizing for being Catholic. And it happens so often. So no, you're, you're, you're right on. Yeah. And, and I think it's important too to know that when stories really
2: take root in our own life is when we share them, not just when we receive them uh, and learn about them, although that's important, but when we share them. So especially for men, if you're listening to this show, uh, it's our job not just to receive these stories, but to share them with others, to share them at our own dinner table, to talk about them with our family, to pass them on to our children, uh, to spend time with those stories in the public sphere, uh, at work, with our friends, you know with our hobbies, to share those stories because once we talk about them, once we kind of cultivate them in a community that 's when it has the ability to shape our life i think one one particular
1: set of stories that 's really influenced me this Lent uh, that I've been praying about and kind of has engaged my imagination is um, the story of the Israelites in the desert, you know, in in Exodus. And because the officer readings that priests pray is, has been Exodus every morning. And so we kind of have a different scene uh, from Exodus. And we, you know, when I look at it, I used to look at it as kind of, this is ancient history, but I now see like, this is my story. This mm-hmm. is my, my family. And this is really me. Uh, And time and time again, we see in different ways the Israelites being unfaithful to God and God continuing to be faithful. And Moses basically telling God, like, give them another chance. You know, don't don't destroy Mm -hmm. them. And and God keeps providing in different ways. And so um, I think that's a very exciting story to read and see myself as a character of that story. Well,
0: and we talk about the imagination in general. When you're reading the Bible, and this is part of just not, never being taught how to read the Bible in, in so many of us, and that's why you have... The, the church is blessed with people like Scott Hahn. The church is blessed with people like Jeff Cavins who can help teach us how to read the Bible. But I think if you don't know how to read the Bible and you're just looking at it and trying to start in Genesis and read it through, you're going to read it as a history novel. And you're going to miss the fact that it's a library a collection of books. There's poetry. There's history there's you know the psalms or the prayers there's all sorts of different things but there's also different contexts in which to read the bible and if you're just reading the gospels for example like the story of lazarus from yesterday's uh, gospel if we're just reading that as a just a story and just mm-hmm. one time event that happened you're missing all the deeper layers of meaning that jesus is trying to talk to us about you're missing a lot of it, and a lot of that has to do with the imagination. I mean, you look at the people who, you know, Augustine, who, you know, a lot of these people who did uh, homilies on these readings. It was, it was never, not never, but very little of it had to do with the actual historical story, but more to do with what it meant to us and what Jesus was trying to communicate.
2: To. Absolutely, and that is that is a work of the imagination. I mean, again, go back to that stomach of the soul. If you eat healthy food, but you have some digestive problem, you're not able to digest it, the food doesn't matter. You know, it's not going to help you. It's not going to strengthen you. It's not going to nourish you. Uh, And with the imagination, too, we can be eating healthy, fare, like the story of Exodus and the stories of Scripture. uh, But are our imaginations equipped to make those connections with our life, yeah. to make that story our own, because that's what it is. It is our story, and it is given to us uh, not just to remember the past, but to shape our current lives, to shape the present, um, and that's what the imagination does. So we
0: got about a minute and change left. Let's talk about some 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 key takeaways. Uh, I'll throw out a few myself. I'm assuming some of the, the, the key takeaways are turn off the phone, turn off the TV, turn off the computer at night and actually get back to the basics. Am I wrong in saying go read good literature, hang out with your kids, talk with your kids, tell stories, w- give me some more takeaways.
2: Absolutely. You know, I think we should be spiritually we should be guided by the principle you are what you eat. And so the television we watch, the music we listen to, the media we consume, the radio programs that we the listen The radio to. programs <laughs> that you listen to, they shape who you are. So it definitely involves cutting out the junk food, you know eating less junk food, watching less t v uh, listening to less uh, contemporary music and and things the bad contemporary music, uh, you know kind of purifying our environment, but then it also means eating the good stuff, consuming the good literature, the good art, and telling stories, you know practicing the art of learning stories and sharing them with others. We have to be. As Catholics today, we have to be storytellers. And I think one, one final
1: way just to think about imagination is using our imagination in prayer is absolutely necessary. Uh, St. Francis de Sales kind of says that's absolutely necessary to, for the imagination to move our will to action so that we not only are speaking to God, but we're also being pushed to change our ways and become, become the
0: man that he's created us to be. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Adam, for joining us today. We yep. appreciate it. Well, we're going to head to do a short break when we get back, your 99-second homily with Father Zach. So stick around, and we'll be right back.
2: My help comes you. You're right
0: you Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio, broadcasting on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM. We just had a great conversation with Adam Story uh, in regards to the imagination crisis, and I kind of joked with Father Zach. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but he's, he seems to think he's got a good idea. That was excellent. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's there is absolutely uh, there's absolutely a loss of this in our in our generation. A lot of it ties into what we've talked about in the past of of getting away from the junk that we're, we're consuming. He just happens to put it into a way it's significantly more. Uh, uh, what sort I'm looking for. It it's much more polished than the way I usually talk about it. Let's just to say that.
1: I would imagine that we will that's terrible. probably <laughs> terrible. go home and purify our environments a little yes, bit.
0: Well I, and that's something that Kristen and I have worked at pretty pretty hard. So yeah. uh, well let's let's jump into without further ado your ninety nine second homily with Father Zach. Everyone's on bated breath here
1: <laughs> we have talked about the imagination and one of the parts of our imagination that we want to enter into is uh also to think about the imagination of the church. And some of the great figures that we've had in the church, we think of our lady uh, who, at the annunciation was was offered this role this role to be to bring the body of Christ into the world and her yes and we know that with her faith, she used her imagination to you know consider the cost and consider the risk, and yet she said yes, and throughout her life, as she had heard the prophecy of Simeon that a sword would pierce her heart. I'm sure that her imagination was engaged there in faith, but also some fear. And so we we look to her for her yes, her courageous yes, and the way that she used her imagination. We also think of Peter as he organized the early church, used his imagination to say, how is the Lord calling me to spread the gospel to all lands, to to set up this church uh, that Christ has left us? And he's not left us alone. He's left us the Holy Spirit. So how am I... Being called to make this reality, and I think of uh, John the beloved disciple at the foot of the cross, who uh, who was the one that loved Jesus till the end, the one that rests his head on on the heart of Christ, who again uses his imagination uh, to love those around him and knows the cost, knows the the risk, but stands at the foot of the cross uh, with the Savior. So we we uh, grateful for these examples of using the imagination. Specifically, for spreading the church, spreading the gospel
0: I think in today 's world it 's harder than ever uh, just as we have a society that wants to be able to put everything under a microscope and prove everything well you can't you can 't prove God you can 't put God under a microscope, and so you need to have faith and and so through the imagination uh, you know we can we can sharpen and deepen our faith by contemplating the things of heaven and contemplating the, the teachings of Christ and these things again you can 't put under a microscope. You can't prove these things. Uh you can you can basically prove that, that Jesus walked the earth, but you can't prove the that the immovable mover, right? But uh these are things that you've got to have faith and you've got to have faith and faith and, and imagination uh aren't you know they, they kinda of go together. And so it's our job to shape that and to sharpen that. Uh and so I think Adam gave us some good points on on how to do that today. So uh, Again, as we've mentioned in the past, Iowa Catholic Radio is listener supported, so please consider making a tax deductible donation today at IowaCatholicRadio.com. And thank you again for joining us today on Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. For Father Zach Kautsky, I am Joe Stopulis. It's time to Man Up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulis and Father Zach Kautsky. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by construction professionals, global tech services, and global aviation resources.